Am I to assume that you aren't particularly familiar with the ethereal plane? Well, that's a good assumption. There are some things about the ethereal plane I should not tell you. They are what we would call a cognito hazard. He stabs into this into the spider's mouth, skewering it from the inside as the wand is also cleaved in two. Oofed. And this phase spider explodes with a, a blast of wind that when Potentia looks back up, Harold and Meredith aren't there anymore. And now we continue. can't be seen. You, you can't see them from where you are. That's fine. You cannot see them. And your familiar is still there. Garen is still there. Meredith um, and Harold, please give me a dexterity saving throw. Please let it be better than the last one. Oh, it's better. It's only 13, though. Five. Okay. <laughs> it's better, though. Meredith. Yep. You've been blown back from your perspective mm-hmm. about 15 feet. Oofed. But everything looks sort of different. Everything looks <gasps> a little misty and smoky. No! And Potentia and Garen, they look blurry. Like you're seeing them through like the surface of, oh, of a pool no! of water. Okay. And they appear to be having a conversation, but you can't hear them very well. Right. And all around you is this smoky, colourful mist that's <gasps> just wafting through the air. Okay. And But you can only see about 30 feet in any direction because the smoke, this mist, becomes yeah. too thick for you okay. to see otherwise. And penetrating through this mist are these strands of webbing. Mm. Harold... You can't see anyone. All you Mm -hmm. see is this mist all around you. You realize you aren't, you aren't even touching the ground. You're, Mm -hmm. you're in the air. You're floating. There's just this swirling mist all the way around you. Can, can I see Harold? You can't see Harold, Meredith. Okay. Harold, you can't see anyone. Garen looks at Meredith looks directly at Meredith and to Potentia says oh no it appears that your companions have been blown into the ethereal plane did I hear that or did uh, I just hear my give me a per- per- perception to see what you get from that I got a dirty 20 17 plus um, 3 yeah you'll be, that, that came through that like managed to pierce through the 
Okay. The, she kind of looks around her and goes, fog. What? Potential? Giant eye roll. It's just like, of course. Um, followed by... Right. So what she's going to do is, based on where Harold was... Mm-hmm. She's going to because she does she has no idea whether she could get message through the, to the ethereal plane. Mm-hmm. But she's gonna give her a crack. Basically. Okay. okay. Uh, and specifically to Harold because she knows that he doesn't like her being in his head, but if he's somewhere that she can't get to, she feels like he would get that. And she hasn't mm-hmm. really been in Meredith's head very often, so she's just trying to figure out someone who would know what me being what her being in his head would okay be. okay so what um, are you going to send to her the message is just gonna be i can't see you anymore i don't know what you can see but i'm going to try and get you back harold potential's words come through as clear as they always do ah uh i'm not sure where i am but i'm assuming i got blown into the ethereal plane somehow then Garen would see a slight, like, face of relief, like that glimmer of, oh, cool, there is mm-hmm. a method by which I can still communicate with people, go across her face. She's going to message mm-hmm. Harold back. I can't see Meredith either, but I'm going to try this to talk to her too. Don't move. <laughs> um, so she would do the same thing, but to the Meredith's space. You will hear that message. You can You can make sense of it, but it sounds distant somehow am i able to message her back yes okay you know, so, you know how the spell works so yeah so i'll point back and just go i'm in the ethereal plane what i don't know what i'm gonna do but i'm gonna try and figure something out if you can see me or us follow us i can't i don't think we can see harold so we might have to deal with that problem first uh harold your back comes up against a web Mm -hmm. you didn't know you were moving but with no frame of reference apart from these swirling mists it's hard to say if you were moving or not but you you now find your back against this web and it is sticky but i'm I'm gonna get out the um star sword Mm -hmm. i was actually curious to see if that would have any different properties here and i guess if i find myself stuck i'll, I'll sort of reach back to cr- like cut mm-hmm. like a gash through the web you are on the ethereal plane so you can cut ethereal things with your sword but as you reach back up with your blade to cut you see there is writing along the length of this blade and while the letters are not something you are familiar with as you gaze upon these, this word, it it enters your brain what this word is. The mm-hmm. letters are unfamiliar. The word on this blade is Scotadiaster. Well, I remember the conversation with the, uh, the sort of master of antiquities or whatever at the guild. And so I will, I will look at it and I'll say Scotadiaster. The blade ignites in this white flame. You feel this warmth from above you. And even though everything is is this smoky mist, very far in the distance, there is this pinprick of light in the, the 
this what we would perceive to be the sky. Mm. It almost feels like a spotlight is on you. Mm-hmm. And as you look down below you, you can see Meredith. Not as clearly, you can see Potentia and Garen. So I guess in trying to sort of chop the web, I'll attempt as best as Harold could figure out how to sort of move okay. in that direction. Movement here is based on will and you will yourself mm. to move and as you want to move yourself towards Meredith you do so Meredith mm-hmm. coming through this swirling fog is Harold with a flaming blade descending down to you okay so she kind of looks up and goes whoa Harold ah you're here too Meredith I think we uh, got blown into the ethereal plane it, it seems yeah it's not ideal no, I have no idea how to get back. I was going to ask. Unfortunately. I've got no idea. I'm really hoping Garen's got some ideas. Mm. How did we even get here? Well, the, the last thing I remember was that spider exploding and then we are here. And I guess the spider, you know, can phase between this realm and our own. So it kind of blasted us into here, maybe. Yes, maybe the spider goo has some kind of property or something. I, I don't know. Garen will attempt to speak with you but his words are are distorted through this this like he is speaking underwater Mm -hmm. potentially you hear garen say if you can hear me come this way um i guess we go that way well you you can't hear him but you can read his body language as he gestures for you to come with him so garen is kind of motioning us in that direction i think we should follow them can you move yes if he's just done that, I would message Meredith with the same thing. You hear Garen's message relayed through Potentia. Okay, so Meredith? I can reply back as well, right? Yes. Um, so I'm going to reply and say, Harold's coming with me. It's like you don't, she doesn't message that, but you just see her mouth. Okay. Yeah. Four of you make your way down to the 19th level. Before we move, can I pick up the bits of broken wand before we leave, please? Yes, you can. As you travel down the stairs to the 19th floor you find yourself coming up against this it looks like a part of a a sphere or a dome something curved is blocking your your passage further into like into actually into the 19th level there is some kind of um, a wall of force blocking your way. Uh, Meredith and Harold, you can see there is a, a wall of force, but you can't see through it. It is opaque. Okay. Um. All right. Um, I'm going to turn to Garen and say, I can't dispel whatever this is, but I know that my companions potentially might have other magics that I don't. As you're talking to Garen, this uh, opaque sphere disappears and standing in front of you is Nora and uh, someone you don't recognize uh, a woman in her mid 20s she looks like she has a wound that has been bandaged up on her arm Potentia I didn't expect to see you phone and call of course we I we answered I'm sorry I don't believe we've met hello I am Officer Garen Hale of the 8th Guard Division. It's nice to meet you. I believe you are Nora. Yes, I I am. 
please, please, uh, come, come back this way. Do you know anything about the ethereal plane, Nora? I don't know who the other person I, is, so... I do. Um, just give me, give me ten minutes to get this tiny hut back up. We can talk while, while I perform this ritual, but... <laughs> I, I, I want to make sure that, that none of those, those spiders can, can get down here. I literally just took a look across to Garen and just say, tell them to get as close to us as they can. Okay. I can do that. Garen will walk up in front of um, Patent- uh, Meredith and Harold, and he speaks to you, and you can hear him quite clearly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Please, I would like you both to step this way. This uh, woman, Nora, is about to cast a spell which will protect us from those spiders. But I believe it is a, a spell involving some kind of magical force so you won't be able to pass through otherwise okay so i'm gonna follow and i'm assuming harold you're coming with yeah um nora while she with your giant flaming sword uh, nora (laughs) is is flicking through a, a book of some kind and as she does so she kind of says off to the like says to you potentia who is garen talking to she flicks through the book. I'll explain once you've got the uh, the hut back up. Okay. Uh, she takes 10 minutes, well, 11 minutes, to ritually cast uh, Leamon's tiny hut. While she's doing that, I'm on high alert for what's around. You are not bothered while this happens. Meredith and Harold, you are in the 19th level of the library. You've been down mm-hmm. here before. You know there are a number of restricted books. And while in the ethereal plane, you can see some of them look different to normal. Different to how they were when you were here on the material plane. They have auras about them. All right. Can I interact with one of them? You you can. Your hand passes clean through it. Mm -hmm. Because you are on the ghost plane and you are sort of a ghost. It's very true. Yes. Okay, I just wondered if the... Or I would change it a little bit. Uh, you notice that this was a book called the uh, Folio of Planes. Mm-hmm. I want to go and have a look at maybe some of other, the other books that have those sort of auras and just see okay. what I find, I guess. You find a book that is, it catches your eye, but it's also, it's difficult to read what, what the, the words are on this, this spine of this book. The text seems to shiver and shift almost slipping out of your mind's grasp as you attempt to Mm -hmm. read them as you sit there and focus give me a intelligence check just a flat intelligence i think oh no give me an investigation all right 13 the book is called the tome of something but you can't you can't grasp Mm -hmm. any more than that um as nora finishes casting this ritual um garen gestures for you both to get closer this is a 10 foot radius sphere um as the dome comes into effect it is opaque on the outside but transparent from the inside so you can see out and it's it's the uh area inside the the dome is quite pleasant at least for potential in terms of temperature you two don't really get a, a sense of it if i touch the walls can i feel the walls yes you can feel the walls okay so i can't get out Tell me, what's what's happened? Where to start? Um, well, I'm sure you know more than we do in terms of you've been down here longer. 
I came down because my friend Sonia was was down here when I, when I heard about the phase spiders. Sonia, by the way, named after Sonia Bansal on Twitter, who shared a picture of herself wearing our merch. Ah, oh, yay! I came down because I knew Sonia was was down here somewhere, and I you know, needed to make sure she was safe. And and these phase spiders are here. I it's been a, a rough day. Um, how are you? I started the day with the journal club thing run by my uh, office mate with Meredith and then Bonin contacted us both and apparently Harold because we all met upstairs and we made our way down here I I guess although I mean as you might be able to tell she's looking around exactly here so far as I understand and I don't understand to be clear Garen a gesture at Garen seems to understand more than I do. They have been um, pushed into the ethereal plane. Oh. They're here, which is why we get back in the Mova, so they're inside the hut. But I... it's been a day. Well, I mean, as long as they're only in the border ethereal and not in the deep ethereal, they should be fine. As she says that, Garen's head snaps to look at her. And then he looks towards Meredith and... And Harold, can I get both of you please to make wisdom saving throws? And were you paying attention to Nora just then? I didn't think we could hear her. You can you can hear like bits and pieces. Yeah, okay. Uh, 11 uh, for me. 18. I would say that Harold's passive perception is very good. So he heard more of that, mm-hmm. uh, which is great because the dice reflected that. You, you aren't moving, but you feel yourself getting further away from where you are, where you are sitting. You are not traveling in a direction except away. Mm-hmm. In the same way that, like, if you're told not to think about something... You're just going to think about you it. You think about it. And as Nora mm-hmm. says, yeah. as long as they don't go to the deep ethereal, they'll be fine. Harold thinks about the deep ethereal. Everything kind of starts to fade. Meredith is fine. She like, oh, yeah. as long as I don't think about that, and blanks it out of her memory and she didn't hear it particularly clearly as well garen rushes over and he like plants both his hands on where harold should be on your shoulders and harold you can feel his hands on your shoulders Mm -hmm. stay here don't go to the deep ethereal i would see him with his hands notionally and holding onto something that i can't see yeah yeah um so i'm going to point and message that space Mm -hmm. essentially just being like, don't any of you go anywhere. We have to get you out of there, which means you have to stay here. Harold, that sounds far away from you. Mm. From your perspective, Meredith, Harold appears translucent, like he is disappearing from where he's standing. Harold is traveling in a direction perpendicular to reality at this point. Mm-hmm. Like he is traveling in a different dimensional direction. But like, if I reach out and grab him, can I hold him? You can touch him still. Okay, so I reach out and I grab hold of his arm. Uh, Harold, give me a wisdom saving throw with advantage. Mm, okay. 17. You feel yourself come back to, to where you're standing. You are still in the ethereal plane, but you are now mm. anchored back to the border ethereal. And Garen, like, looks through, like, at, like, at you. And you can see these, these, his eyes through the helmet slit. Mm-hmm. And he looks at you and says, the border ethereal is the place that overlaps the material plane. The deep ethereal is the place between planes. There are things in the deep ethereal 
that are very dangerous and it is very easy to become lost in the plains if you travel there. Do not go that way. Meredith kind of takes a deep breath, looks at Harold and then like takes out her veal. So she's got it slung on ac- across her back and she kind of just looks at Harold and goes, okay, focus in on this. And then mm-hmm. she starts like idly playing. Okay. So she's concentrating on something and mm-hmm. Harold's got something to concentrate on as well. I'm going to turn back to Nora and say, well, if that's the case, then we need to get them out sooner rather than later. It would be good. I think, I think I know a way to get them out of the ethereal plane, but it's, there's, hang on. And she, she looks through this large book that she has. Yes, here it is. It's a, it's a ritual spell, but it requires, I, I need to, I need someone to guide them from the ethereal plane back to the material plane. I need, I need a ghost. And Garen looks at her and says, I can help with that. Uh Uh-huh. And he reaches up and removes his helmet, revealing a spectral head inside. Can Meredith, like, stop playing for a second and go, what? And then remember what she's doing and then keep going. (laughs) What do I need to do? Give, give me a minute to get the, the ritual prepared. And Nora starts gathering candles and things for a ritual. Because I don't know what they've understood or not, I'm going to go to the same space that I that Garen's hands were in before. And just say, Nora has maybe a way to get you out. We'll see, but pass that on to the other one, please. Yes, well... We're not going anywhere, hopefully. <laughs> and I'll relay the message to Meredith. Uh, Nora takes some time to uh, inscribe with chalk on the ground a ritual circle. And she says, please, if everyone can come over here, I. this might sound a little cheesy, but if we can all join hands, Nora will take hold of Garen's hand and Garen will take hold of... Meredith's hand. Okay, Meredith. so she's got to stop playing. <laughs> yes. So she slings the um, viol back over her, into mm-hmm. its case on her back. Meredith, who, do you hold Harold's hand? Yeah. Nora's other hand has Sonia in it, and Sonia reaches out to Potentia. I know we've just met, uh, but for the, the magic and all. I mean, Potentia's not going to say no to the circle, but it's more that she's not saying no to Nora rather than not saying no to mm-hmm. anyone else, if that makes sense. Uh, and Nora says, I know you can't actually hold their hand, but someone, I, Meredith or, or, and Garen says, it'll be Harold. He's there. Put your hand where, put your hand out and Harold can hold your hand and I will perform this ritual and we'll bring them back to the material plane. It doesn't take long for the 10 minutes to pass, but as it does so, Harold and Meredith feel themselves becoming more solid once more. And at the end of the ritual, you feel yourself fully back in the material plane. Hello, it's your friendly Dungeons and Doctorates DM here, Ben, reminding you to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at dndoctorates, and to use the hashtag dndoctorates when you talk about the show. 
we have a personal message to be read out on this episode, uh, but not by me, by Susie Methuselah. So I'm going to pass it over to her uh, for this episode. Hi, it's me, Susie Methuselah. This is a message for the heroes entering the Anorak Desert. My good friend Joe Penhall recently told me about a newly published work by E. de Carabas that has suggested the possibility that gelatinous cubes can feed upon background magic if at sufficiently high concentrations, which corroborates the hypothesis that they are taxonomically closer to proteists, which is really quite exciting if you think about it, and maybe a little bit scary. Thanks, Susie. Always good to hear from you. If anyone out there would like a message to be read out by any of the cast members as ourselves or as a character, you can find the link to our Google form on our website, dndoctorates.com, or via our link tree on all our socials. Send a message to someone you care about through us and let us be the voice that carries your message to them. Remember, that was dndoctorates.com. Follow the link there or via our link tree on all our socials. Remember to share the podcast with your friends. If you think they like DND and would like the show, tell them about it. We don't pay for advertising, so word of mouth is the only way the show gets out. Introduce your friends to the show. Talk about it on social media. If I see you posting about it, maybe there'll be a character named after you in a future episode. This episode actually featured a character named after Sonyab742 on Twitter, who tweeted at us uh, showing off some of the merchandise that they bought. Big thanks to them for, you know, tweeting out, showing off the cool merchandise. That's right, we've got merch at merch.dndoctorates.com. You can check out all the cool merchandise that we've got, shirts and hoodies and mugs and all kinds of stuff. It's great and all the proceeds go towards the show so tweet about the show tell your friends and pick up some merch the next episode of the show comes out next week thursday the 29th of april uh i'm not going to hold you any longer we'll get back to the episode right now Whew. and garen drop like let's go of his hands and sits back well i'm tired which is unusual for me you right, mate? I just need a few minutes, I think. Nora says. Thank you. Oh. You, you will be... It, it takes a bit out of the guide. You will be fine. In in a few hours, you'll be fine. Meredith kind of turns towards him, towards Garen and like pats his shoulder and goes, Thank you. It's good to be solid again. Uh, he looks at you. I'm sure it would be. And he puts the helmet back on his head. Oh, yeah. <laughs> How long has it been, Garen? Oh, been some time. Been some time indeed. But well, really I have, appreciate your help. I have this armor so I can still go about the business of protecting the city. You must have been very dedicated in your time to, uh, you know, stick around, as they say. I don't know how dedicated I was in my my youth, but this city is my home and I will protect it. You know, Harold, you actually remind me quite a bit of your father. You've met, have you? Well, it was some time ago, back when, when he and your uncle were adventuring together. Well, it seems my father has more secrets than I thought. 
somehow can't Wait, imagine it. Wait, you didn't know? Well, no, I mean, he's so stuffy and, like, he's, he's always, uh... You know what it's like with siblings. He always has this sort of quiet disapproval of Faustus's lifestyle, but, you know, I never really understood why, you know, Faustus has his own life. It doesn't mm. reflect on my father, but clearly decisions were made and father didn't feel the need to, uh, you know, explain, I guess. I suppose I have a lot of questions for him now. Mm. Family can get complicated, doesn't it? Yes, of course. Well, I, I, I don't have too long to dwell on this, I'm afraid. Now I... I think we have a lot of issues to uh, deal with here, and... Nora, I don't suppose you've seen anyone else down here, have you? Uh, with your friend here, or did you sort of hole up here? I... have not seen anyone else. Well, no one else alive, at least. Yes, we, um... We unfortunately found someone also upstairs. I... I think I know how... These these spiders got into the library. I can't yeah. uh, show you, but if you go downstairs, uh, there's a, a hole in the wall that I leaves to some kind of cave system. Huh. These these stone bricks they are they resist things traveling through them. But yeah, we noticed that. But uh, if there's a hole in the in the wall things can still get through. It might be better if you you go look for yourself. I can't leave the hut once I've cast it. Well, that's fair enough. I suppose you have to look after... Uh, sorry, Sonia, was it? It's rather hard to hear things in the other side. Oh, yeah. Hi. Uh, hello. Um, nice to yes. meet you. I'm Meredith. This is Harold. Hello. I, I'm Sonia. Yeah, I just... was. I was down here doing some research... And uh, I didn't know that things were so bad. I kind of lost track of time. Or I have been there. Libraries will do that to a person. I've I've seen what Nora's talking about, and yeah, all those all those bodies down there. I don't really want to see them again. So I, I I'm gonna stay up here. Yes, well, Can I don't Meredith, blame like, you. Can Meredith like walk over to Sonia and just like you know pat her arm and go? That's really understandable. So do the uh, three of you. Head your, head your way down to level 20 of the library. Yeah, we might as well go and have a look, hey? Yeah, I think so. Because we know Nora's safe now. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, we need to deal with these spiders. You make your way through the uh, stacks of shelves on the 19th level and downstairs to the 20th level. Some of you have, might have some lingering memories about the last time you were here. Mm. But those are pushed away as you spot in the center of this room what appears to be a large spider, a large blue spider. And for a moment, you're, you're a little you know, surprised to see it here. And then you realize that that's... That's not a spider anymore. That's the the shed of a spider. It has <laughs> shed its skin. No. Molted. It's not cool. But you will find down here, as Nora said, there is a hole in the wall mm -hmm. and a number of corpses, small corpses, 
of kobolds. Mm. Uh, they all appear to be wearing these the blue hairs of the phase spider in the the parts of their clothing that they have. Mm-hmm. Um, there looks to be at least 12, 14 of them here. Uh, I want to inspect the, um, the husk. What do you call it, really? The husk, yeah. The husk of the spider. Um, and I want to see if there's any of this sort of phase goo around mm-hmm. or left on it. All right. Uh, you can roll an investigation for that. While it. you do this, what is Potentia and Meredith doing? Um, Meredith's going to go and take another look at the kobold, see if there's anyone alive. Maybe investigate, see if she can find some more information about who they were. Okay. Uh, give me an investigation. Giant hole in wall. Looking at the hole in the wall. Gonna go investigate. Right, give me an investigation for that one. I will circle back to each of you. Yes. I got a 10. 17 uh, for Harold. Harold, um, you do not find any phase spider goo. Um, mm-hmm. If there was any, it has long since dried up. Sure. You will find uh, the fangs of a phase spider if you want them to take as a trophy or something. Yeah, I'll probably actually grab one of them and just sort of pop it into my satchel just in case. Mm-hmm. There's a use for that later on. Uh, I would call it an improvised dagger. It won't have the poison in them at the moment mm. because that would be a biological thing in the spider itself. But it would have the the channels mm. that, the, that the venom would run through if you wanted to use it for nefarious poison reasons. What's the different be- difference between poisonous and venomous again? I can't remember. Yeah, basically venom is injected and poison is ingested. Meredith. Yes. You rolled a 10? Yes. You will actually find a still living unconscious kobold. Oh my goodness! Okay, Uh, can I... They are paralyzed. Oh no! Okay, I'm going to cast Lesser Restoration on it then. It immediately starts struggling against the webs and chattering in Draconic. Does anybody here speak speak Draconic? Oh, I might speak, speak Draconic. No, I don't. That's that's a different character. <laughs> so she just kind of like tries to put both hands up and like calms it down. And he's like, it's okay, it's okay, it's okay. Uh, give me a persuasion roll at disadvantage since you cannot communicate verbally. So that is a 25 and an 18. Uh, with an 18, you manage to calm this kobold down. He does not feel like he's about to be instantly attacked mm-hmm. by you, but he's like casting his eyes around the room very nervously. Mm. I say, mm-hmm. I say, his. Uh, you're not entirely sure. You don't. You're not intimately familiar with kobolds. Casting their eyes. Yeah, casting their eyes around the room, mm. specifically okay. at the tall people uh, examining the spider and the wall. Mm-hmm. Moving to potential. Twenty-three. Based on the stale air coming from this tunnel, it does not appear to immediately lead to somewhere outside. Um, It goes back a fair way and branches off, so you don't know how deep this tunnel system is. Uh, But it does look manufactured. It does look like this has been carved out, not naturally formed. Does the wall look like it was taken apart or broken apart. Does that make sense as a mm. difference? You will you will be able to you will find um 
it you have to pe peel away some of this web that's kind of everywhere uh but you will find what should be the bricks that would slot nicely into this hole they've been like pushed out of the wall and onto the floor this looks carefully done um so harold you have your spider fang meredith you have uh you've got a cobalt my cobalt <laughs> uh potentially you've investigated that but so far uh no one's really communicated anything to each other Potentia and Harold will see that there is a living kobold because he's not hiding mm. and he's next to Meredith. So Meredith is like, guys, do either of you understand what 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 this this little one's saying? Can I cast Can I cast comprehend languages? Please? Comprehend language? Yes, you can cast that. So you now understand what this kobold is, the literal meaning of what this kobold is saying, which translates very simply as, "Let me go, let 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 me go." Is it bound up in? Yeah. In web? yes, it is. At the moment. I haven't let it go. Now, I want to also clarify, comprehend language lets you um, understand, but not speak back to. Is he attached to, like, all his dead friends, basically, is kind of the awkward question that I'm asking. Uh, attached to some of. Oh, uh, no, they're, they're kind of, they're kind of uh, spread a little bit around the room, but he would be oh, adjacent thing. to a number of them. What I need to know is, does anyone obviously on their person have a dagger? Oh, yeah, Harold and always carries a side dagger. Sword. Yeah, same with Meredith. <laughs> Great. Uh, well, in that case, I'm going to walk over to Meredith because Meredith is right there, and I'm going to take the the little dagger yeah. from your belt, which is going to be comically tiny uh, in potential hands. I'm going to say no, um, no, 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 no. I'm going to hold up my hand like a, a the sort of like universal symbol for mm -hmm. weight, and I'm going to start cutting away some of the um, webbing that like constricts his foot. Essentially, I'm just like cutting away some okay. of the webbing from him i am going to roll an insight for this kobold oh my gosh that rolled so high he understands what you're doing and doesn't freak out yeah oh, thank goodness i thought you were about to say oh no he does not understand no he rolled he flat rolled a 19. yes well harold what are you doing at this this site of uh this kobold being wrapped up in potential slowly cutting away at the webs i'm guessing there are no other survivors and then this little Pile here. None that Meredith could find. Can Meredith turn to the, the kobold and just kind of like point at the spider husk and then at the wall, like the hole in the wall, and go, eh? And like try and shrug? It will look at Potentia and say, got bigger. The spider got bigger potentially than they anticipated. Right. The problem is that that, that thing over there is, is not a corpse, it's, it's just a shell. Uh, mm -hmm. Which means that somewhere down here, either in the library or in the tunnels there, uh, is the source of our infestation here. Uh, give me give me an intelligence check, Harold. 16. Judging by the size of this spider and the size of the hole, you don't think something bigger could have gotten back through that hole. I'm going to gesticulate at the kobold in my hamstrung attempts to communicate with it of like where where did like where the sort of shrug mm. point at the spider carcass point at the door that like where did it go uh the kobold will look down at its at its at its partly still webbed up um self look at you and say don't know 
we were attacked. Don't know where where it go. Why were you here? It kind of looks sheepish. It looks shy. And then it like looks around, seeing its dead companions, looks at you and say and just says stealing. She just sort of laughs to herself. I mean, I kind of know how I would gesticulate this, but that would also require someone to speak English um, or common. Um, that sort of like, did you bring it here? Have you? How much have you, of this cobalt have you released from the webbing? Will it have a free hand? I reckon I've gone like foot, hand, working on second um, foot. It will pull out one of the these long blue um, hairs that it was kind of mm-hmm. tucked into its clothing. We blue spider clan it it was pet that i will relay to everyone else oh cool 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 interesting where did they find it i wonder well you do know that the academic who was studying face spiders is no longer with us i wonder if this spider got free and ended up in the tunnels underneath the city well that makes sense it escaped once i suppose uh, yeah. Oh, yes, could be the same one. I, I assume these things are quite rare. I mean, I, I've, you know, I, I, I never got a chance to study one, you know, during my zoology degree. They're very exotic. So, well, all right. I suppose you know we should finish cutting this one loose, and then, you know, as unfortunate as it is, I, I don't think we can let this thing stay here. As much as I, as I want to disagree, I really can't. You know, all of these poor kobolds, you know, yeah, uh, fallen victim to it, and. Unfortunate soul upstairs. Uh, mm. Do either of you have a way to block up this hole? I'm afraid I don't. I know some possess the ability of mending. I, I can't do it, but um, I think the issue is actually isn't that hole. I think the thing came out. So I think that can be patched up later. I think the danger is really what lies ahead. Once she's read the cobalt, she's going to go over and start stacking things back into the wall, motioning for him to help her do that, with the idea that he may not want to come with them, but with us, but he can. If he can put the hole back there, then he can go and not have to be here. Anymore. Very true. He will nod. He will look around the room at the bodies of his companions, and will start trying to lift up one of these stones and gets. Kind of, he drags it more than lifts it uh, back towards the wall. I'm going to start putting the wall back together because the magical wards of the library are better than no wards. In Potentia's mind, anyway. Yeah, I'm going to go help. Um, before you do close the wall off, the kobold is going to try and get through that hole. It won't take you an hour, but it will take you a solid 20 minutes. The kobold will remove all these little blue hairs that it had in itself and just like toss them into the room in disgust uh, before you finish sealing up the room. And uh, before that last brick goes in, he will say thanks. I'm just going to nod back in that sort of acknowledgement. You see him turn around to scamper away down the tunnel. There is a, a, a crashing noise and dust floats down from the ceiling above you as something upstairs has impacted something 